Hello everyone, JP here. I hope this note finds you well. Summer is here and we will be taking a break. I will be focusing my time on researching and writing the book all about the last 8%. Um, We don't know the title. Roughly though, it will be looking at what does it mean to grow the skills to be better in the last 8%, to use those opportunities to transform ourselves, also transform our teams. What does it mean to build a last 8% culture? What does that mean exactly? In the meantime, we have chosen some favorite episodes from past seasons for your listening enjoyment. And because we want you to keep moving and listening. Why? Well, we know that mood follows movement. And so we have over 145 different episodes. Go back, listen to various ones, listen to them again. It's great for the repetition because there's a lot of good content there, but more so it's about building these habits. Uh, If you're interested in finding out what your predictable default behavior is, that is, what do you do? What's your pattern when you face a last 8%? Go to the show notes. You can take our quiz. Um, But most of all, you know, feel free to join our Facebook group and share everything with other folks. But most of all, have a wonderful summer and we will see you back real soon. Thanks so much. Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, you strive to do well in life, but you hit bad days, bad moments, those challenging conversations that don't go well, or a tough decision that you're struggling with, or you're trying to eat more healthy or exercise more regularly, but it's just not happening. What do you do when this happens? That is the topic of today's episode. Excited to be here? I certainly am. Let's walk. Out walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. At the last 8% morning, we walk. We integrate movement and mindfulness and mental training exercises so that we can be better in our last 8% situations. Those conversations, decisions, tasks that are difficult but it is where the gold lies. If we want to have the life and the organization and the team that we desire, it is about pushing into this last 8%. That's how we transform ourselves, our teams, our organizations. It is so great to be with you today. 
So starting by being mindful of body and breath. Feel your feet on the ground. See if you can let go of whatever you were thinking, whatever you were planning, and just arrive in the moment. And just feel your feet contact the ground. And you can start by taking a few deep breaths. Feel it at the belly. You can also feel it at the nose, that most acute place where you feel your breath. But either way, just take a couple of breaths, a few deep breaths as a way to settle into the awareness of the body. Let the breath come into its own natural rhythm. And simply beware of the breath as the belly rises and falls or at the nose where you sense the in and the out of the breath. As you know, if you are a longtime listener, this is not a breathing exercise. Mindfulness is not a breathing exercise or a way to make us feel more calm though we might experience that outcome or that side benefit no this is an exercise in awareness we use the breath as a vehicle for being aware as you notice the belly rising and falling you may be aware of sounds background sounds the sound of my voice And then when you do, simply notice hearing, hearing. And notice how the sound comes and goes. And then return to the breath. You might feel sensations in the body. So just check from head to toe. What physical sensations predominate? And simply be aware of the sensation. Maybe you notice pressure or tightness, heat, cold, tingling. And as you bring awareness to it, notice how it changes. Where is your mind? Have you noticed that a thought has taken it away or a story has taken it away? This is a fundamental insight 
that's going to help you for the rest of your life. That you know that your mind can be taken away to a story, to a thought. And that story or thought might be a true picture of reality or it might not be. But when we notice it in our mindfulness practice, all you need to do is notice it and see what happens to it. Which is that it just moves on. And you're just back to paying attention to the breath or the belly. And the key is if you can just have awareness that thought is present as opposed to getting lost in the thought or the story. And when you do, you just begin again, back to the belly, back to the body. And this is a central part of the mindfulness practice. Wonderful. So now let's move to our idea of the day. And just before we do, stand tall, look around, feel grateful. Feel so fortunate to be able to move. I hope you're moving. It's important that you move. That's a key part of the methodology here because we know that mood follows movement. Mood follows movement. So, the idea of the day. You strive to do well in life. You work hard. You build your skills to be better than the last 8%. You work on your mindfulness practice a little bit each day through this podcast. You take some of the courses available to you to manage your emotions. Because you know it is emotions that get in your way to be productive and effective in these important moments and in life. But you hit bad days. You hit bad moments. Those challenging conversations that don't go well or a decision that you're struggling with or you get overwhelmed with so much to do and feeling like you have so little time or you don't eat as healthy as you would like, or you simply have a bad meeting and you're feeling down. So first of all, know everyone faces this, which is not to invalidate how you're feeling. It is just the truth. You're not alone. Bad moments, bad meetings, setbacks. And it's important to know that there is a lot at stake if you cannot get over these setbacks that trip you up, if you're not able to bounce back from these moments. Because you will struggle to make things happen if you can't bounce back. You will struggle to get important things and projects done or make change happen or lose weight if that is one of your goals. Because the truth is, anything that's worth doing Any big goal requires a long-term commitment because big goals take time and there will be inevitable setbacks and learning along the way. And it will feel temporarily crappy inside. This is the truth of life. I'll give you an example. At our organization, 
we're in the middle of a three-year transformation, a transformation to our brand. We're moving away from a long-time focus on emotional intelligence to evolving that message into last 8%. This new research finding about the importance of these moments to career success and to culture and to the results of an organization. So a transformation to our brand, a transformation to our product, to move toward what the science tells us is the most innovative approach to learning. Currently, and it'll change, but currently a cohort-based approach where a group works together for six weeks using a hybrid approach on top of the cohort, but a hybrid that is digital micro-learning and social learning. What's digital micro-learning? That's you learn on your own time when it works for you. Short videos, short walking premium podcast. So that's the digital micro-learning and we hybrid that to the social learning, the use of short one-hour group discussions four times over the six weeks, along with peer coaching. All as a way, the social learning, all as a way to go deeper. That so people can understand the learning that they did on their own. And the research is clear, the power of this kind of learning to help people build these school skills. But change is hard, even for our organization, <clears throat> certainly for our clients. But even for our own organization, we've been doing things the same way for years. And it feels uncomfortable to do new things. So this can create those uncomfortable meetings, those challenging conversations, those tough you know, decisions, those setbacks, those bad days. And this can get us down and it can get you down. And it can make you feel horrible inside, crappy inside. So what to do? The simple hack is to begin again. What does that mean? Well, after a moment that doesn't go well or a conversation that goes poorly or a bad day or after eating more than you wanted to or you just feel bad, just commit to beginning again. To let go of whatever has happened in the past moment and just start anew begin again. Now that may sound too simplistic, but it is anything but. Part of the problem of hitting a bad moment is what happens next? We allow the residue of that past moment, the emotion we feel from that past moment to affect the next one. And if you do not have the skills to manage your emotions, you get lost in a vicious cycle of reprimanding yourself, feeling bad about yourself, shame, and then cycling down to losing confidence, thinking you are never going to get this done, never going to be successful, and you stop, and you lose momentum. So instead, that's why it's so important to manage emotions, make a commitment to simply begin again. Take a small step and start again. Get a bit of momentum started again. And one helpful way to begin again is to see whatever is happening as learning. So it's either you're moving things forward or you're learning. Thomas Edison said, I have not failed. 
I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. So see whatever is happening as learning. And by the way, it could be just learning about how to manage yourself, let alone managing about the situation that you're facing. That's number one. Number two, know that everyone, and I mean everyone, and I work with, as you may or may not know, people from you know, professional sports, NBA, NFL, NHL, to Navy SEALs, to Fortune 100 companies, and I'm not saying this to brag, just to let you know that I work with a lot of high performers and they all face these challenges, a bad day, a bad moment. I can't tell you the number of times that I've gotten a note from somebody who I'm coaching and they're just like, and you know, they are leading a billion dollar organization or they're the coach of an NBA team or president of a, it doesn't matter really, but they are struggling just like you do. I love a quote that Michael Jordan, who obviously has performed at a certain level, Michael Jordan, the basketball player said, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in life. And this is why I succeed. Do you see? In each moment, we're either moving things forward or we're learning. We're either moving things forward or we're learning. And the third way, right? So if the first way is just to see it as learning. And the second way is to know that we're not the only one, that there are other people, famous people, people beside us who seem to have everything going great, but no, they are facing challenges too. That's number two. Number three is that you probably don't know, but beginning again is something you've been doing in this podcast numerous times every day. So you've already started the practice of changing your brain. What do I mean by that? Well, when you follow your belly and body while walking and you notice something visually, something that grabs your eye and you think about it and then you notice, oh, I'm off not focused on my belly or breathing and you bring it back what you just did is you began again or while practicing walking mindfulness you get caught up in a story about a last eight percent you were struggling with it worked up in your mind thinking how dare they say that or how dare they do this you get triggered and you react all just while walking and then you notice and you come back to the belly and body and you begin again. You do this numerous times. Don't underestimate the power of doing this act thousands of times over the course of your mindfulness practice. That's the whole part of the practice. This is that awareness building, which is why it's not about calming the mind or it's not a breathing exercise. Each time you go through this cycle, of paying attention, intentionally 
try to pay attention to your belly or body, and then your mind wanders to something. And you notice that it has wandered off, and you bring it back. That cycle is what we now know from science is what builds neural pathways in your brain. It is these moments when you literally neuroarchitect your brain. You are building capacity to begin again. And this becomes second nature. And you might not even, it's so subtle, you might not even be noticing it. But in the course of your day, you are just a little bit more effective at letting something go and beginning again. That bad mood, that bad meeting. And all of a sudden, you can bounce back sooner than you used to be able to. And you become transformed You become that person who is more resilient, who has more grit. You become a a walking model for others, maybe your kids, your partner, or the people you work with. You become a last eight percenter who can do hard things because you have more courage, because you know you can bounce back when it gets tough, which it inevitably does. When you have created worthy goals for your life and organization, right? And it inevitably does get hard. If you are saying, hey, these are the big goals that I want to attack. And it feels good inside. You become the person you always knew you could. You become more powerful, more positive, more excited to take on new adventures. This is possible simply by practicing neuro-architecting your brain, knowing you're not the only one who faces a setback or a bad moment, knowing that it's actually either moving things forward or it's learning. This is how you do it. Standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Just before we do our three by three, I love Albert Einstein. He said, life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Begin again. Keep moving. That's it. So three by three, take three mindful breaths right down into your toes, calming this body. Now move to three things that you can feel grateful for. In this moment, just list three things that quickly come to mind, just easily come to mind. For me, it is the great fortune I have to deliver keynotes. Over the next two days, I have four keynotes that I'm delivering. And I feel so fortunate, two in person, two virtually, and I feel so fortunate to be able to do this. It just makes my heart happy that I can hopefully have an impact on people. What is it for you? And now three goals. What do you want to get done today? What do you want to get done today that's going to drive your big goals?
Wonderful. If you're getting something out of this podcast, please rate and review it on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Please go to our Facebook group and join our group. There's extra value that you'll get there. Uh, but share. If you are if you have someone who's struggling, tell them go for a walk. Why? Because mood follows movement. Tell them to listen to this episode. It's great to be with you on this journey. I want to finish with two quotes, not one, but two. It's a double day. Theodore Roosevelt said, Courage is not having the strength to go on. It is going on when you don't have the strength. Courage is not having the strength to go on. It is going on when you don't have the strength. And C.S. Lewis wrote, You are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. You are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. Have a wonderful day.